Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi, continuing our conversation about DAPS, the Dallas Area Parkinsonism Society. I just got done with board president, Dr. Chad Swank. We are moving on to board member, vice president, and also a member of this organization. Her name is Joe Klein. How are you doing today? Very good. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm glad that you're here. This organization was one of the first where I had two representatives come in. It it provides a much better look at who the organization helps and, and how it operates. So I'm glad that, that you are joining us, uh, especially for the first time. You're going to be able to help us understand this organization uh, from your position as vice president, but also as a member and a person living with Parkinson's. So let's talk about first how you found this organization, and I think maybe we can kind of work backwards from there. So when did you first find DAPS? Um, Actually, I was going to the Cooper Aerobic Center to do uh, exercise in a Parkinson's class, and uh, a couple of the members were members of DAPS and said, Joe, this would be a really good organization for you to join. And so then I joined DAPS, and then I started going to five different classes a week and it kept building and building on itself. The more I started, the more I got involved. And I went to the monthly meetings uh, for educational purposes and found that it was a good way to interact with other people that have the same disease and learn what was important to them. So it, it, it got a grip of you real quick. Right. What was it? Was it the camaraderie uh, of what this organization was providing that made you really want to stick around? The networking and relationships with other people is so strong when you share the same disease. Even even uh, as opposed to being in a group, you know, you said you were in an aerobics class with other people with Parkinson's. Is it always helpful to go almost even deeper the, than that to really be almost encased uh, with people who are either experts in the field or are dealing with it themselves? I think that's important. Exercise is one component, but you're also sharing what medications you're on, you're talking about what symptoms you have on, you can really develop a rapport and get confidence and a relief by being with the other people. And it's just through talking about it. Absolutely. I think that a lot of people underestimate the power of just being honest with people, especially in Mm -hmm. stressful situations and actually talking Um, Was it easy for you to open up and to talk about the situation you were in and the things that you were doing that were helping you and the things that you were doing that were hurting you? At first, uh, when you're first diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's, you're not sure what's happening. I had tremors on my left side, and I knew I was shaking, and it took a while to figure out that it was Parkinson's and it wasn't magnesium or urinary tract or uh, endocrinology or, or so forth. But once you find it out, there's a little bit of embarrassment because your movements, you don't want other people that are non-Parkinson's to see it. Uh, But you find out quickly that you heal faster and gain more confidence, and the more you're open 
about what you have to your friends, your family, your neighbors, uh, and those that you care about the most. Uh, and then it builds from there when you start to have relationships with uh, people that have Parkinson's because we have our own jokes that only we laugh at. <laughs> and we also uh, can share concerns about some someone might be having hallucinations and concerned about how often do other people have hallucinations. Uh, uh, or it may be memory lapses or all sorts of different uh, symptoms. You almost make it sound like there's a healing factor that goes along with just being yeah. honest with your situation. Is it the, the easing of the mental burden? I think so. Uh, that that kind of helps you just focus on the things that will actually help you? Yeah, one of the things that really uh, impacts your tremors and symptoms is stress. The more you have stress, the worse your symptoms get. So if you can uh, eliminate the stress, eliminate the anxiety, and be open and and have a sense of humor about it. Uh, uh, you know, we, we laugh about having yogurt and not hitting everybody in the room. Uh, it's... Uh, it's uh, and and how to handle a spoon. So you go back to just how little kids do it, and you're you're perfectly fine. But um, I think being more open, being able to acknowledge it and share what's going on with other people, reduces that anxiety and stress, and makes you for a better well-being. Was this something that you discovered through your experiences with DAPS, or is this something that people told you about? When you got there, did we, when you were the new person showing up to DAPS meetings, did, did people coach you along and say, look, if you kind of follow what we're doing here, it's going to really help? Or did you notice over time that things are improving? I think it was experience with people. Um, I actually heard about uh, DAPS in December and then joined the board in January. That was pretty fast. <laughs> uh, and That's always my question for people that are a part of an organization. If you're a member and then you become, you know, involved, you're the vice president of this organization right, right now. So you're heavily, you're not kind of involved, you're heavily involved. So Absolutely. for people to make that leap, sometimes it's a weird journey. Other times they do it as fast as they can. And it sounds like you went as fast as you could. Absolutely. I find it very rewarding to help others. It gives me a purpose um, when you see other people learn how to stand up from a walker or a wheelchair and feel proud they haven't done it for two years and they're able to stand for two minutes or 15 minutes and the, clap, the class applauds for you, it's, it's just invigorating. Uh, and it feels like you're giving back. So uh, you're at a point now where you're not necessarily focusing on the things that you're getting from DAPS your reason for being there and the thing that drives you to want to be so heavily involved in an organization like this is really watching the benefit it has on other people. That, that's true. Uh, of course, there's things it does for me, uh, but I, I get a lot of energy and satisfaction from helping others, uh, and especially people that just recently got diagnosed. I've been there, done that. It's uh, a great feeling to help somebody come over uh, the new uh, relationship with Parkinson's and how to share it with their family and so forth, especially younger people. Parkinson's has gone from the average age of onset of 65 now to 55. 
Mm. And there's a lot of people that are under 40 in some of the classes uh, that have Parkinson's. Is that rare or are they just getting, di- is it is diagnosis better? I talked about that a lot in the previous segment. Is, is diagnosis getting better and that's why people are seeing it younger or is it just a different form maybe? I think there's about 4% of the people that are under 40 years old that have Parkinson's now. Uh, the age for onset of Parkinson's is getting lower and lower every year. Uh, and I don't know that we know why that is. You were in the. I. I. You gave me a, a packet with my name on it. Is yes. it, you even Wasn't highlighted nice? certain sections? I didn't have enough time to go go through it. You should have mailed it to me before. But um, I saw that you were in the science field. Is that correct? Right. Right. Okay. What What was your What was your background? Uh, my master's is in microbiology and immunology, and I worked at Abbott Laboratories. I was over at the worldwide microbiology business. So I handled things like urine specimen <laughs> containers and things like that. Not so glamorous, but uh, that was the business. But your in. expertise in this field, it's got to make you understand this and look at this in a very different light than most That's people. That's probably true. Do, yeah. you, do you actually enjoy having that information? I think that some people might honestly find it a burden because you are going to know and understand a lot more about this than, than the average Joe. I actually enjoy the non-clinical parts more than the clinical parts now because I understand the clinical I've always been a person that talks the facts the figures and all this stuff and now I'm the person that talks emotions and how do you feel so that's opened up a different side of me so you mentioned earlier very specifically a four percent figure I think Mm -hmm. you said it was four percent in less than 40 years old less than four okay anytime people I'm a roughly type dude where I'm like "Eh, it's a majority of people I don't usually get down to the nitty-gritty of a four percent figure you're never gonna hear me Mm -hmm. bust that out but that is that is your personality and you're saying now that you've transformed into a more would you say you're a more emotional a warm, person? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Did you expect that? No. I thought I was just going to live life as my straight, normal, blunt, uh, <laughs> direct <laughs> individual. Right. Because that was me. Uh, and um, now there's a side of me uh, that I, I like. Is, it, I didn't surpri- know is it, it was surprising? There. It is, yeah. It Do is. the people around you, have they noticed? Oh, yes. Yeah. Do they like it? Oh yes, I, I think I think people uh, gravitate to me more because of this this sense of care. So is it? So, but what is it? Is it empathy? Is it? It's em- empathy. It's caring. Uh, it's um, trying to desire to get immediate results. Uh, all of those things. And all in an effort just to help other people. Right. But it's also given you something. What has that emotional component given your life individually? I'm probably consumed by uh, par- uh, Parkinson's and VAPS now. That it used to be I worked really long hours was uh, 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 at uh, healthcare company, and now it's all day long working on behalf of VAPS. I can't do enough. Uh, so. It's whether it's um, doing the celebration for the 40th, whether it's doing Community Day, whether it's doing a Lifetime Achievement Award, whether it's I go to five classes a week because I want to see what's going on in all the classes. So I keep going to more and more, and you, you end up, you know, three or four times a day going to different classes. But I find that 
you see different ages of people. There's uh, one class that's an exercise class, and everyone in there pretty much is in wheelchairs and walkers. Uh, and they're trying to stand up. They're trying to learn how to sit in the car. and They're learning how to uh, get up from a fall. Uh, and uh, that's, that's a unique perspective. But it's really such a, a, a good feeling of purpose to see somebody get their confidence to be able to stand. Joe Klein is the vice president and uh, alpha <laughs> of the Dallas Area Parkinsonism Society. Uh-oh. Their website, DAPS, D-A-P-S dot U-S. Uh, I, I want to talk about the classes, and more specifically, I want to talk about the classes that you're a part of, okay. uh, because I think it's going to be a good snapshot of what is available, what you do in them, and also the benefits that you gain uh, from these classes, but I think that I would like to learn a little bit more about your experience with having Parkinson's. So, when were you first diagnosed? Uh, December 2013, and um, mine was tremors on the left side of my body, which was uh, the less dominant side of of, um, of me. And they say most of the time that people that have Parkinson's have probably already had it for five years before the symptoms start to show up. And so when uh, I found out that I was shaking and not knowing why I was shaking, and we tried to eliminate drugs and magnesium and different um, thyroid and things like that, and went to a movement specialist, and it took probably eight months to a year to find out that was the diagnosis. Did you feel in the back of your head that maybe it was Parkinson's? Was that something that that occurred to you, or was it a shock when they finally diagnosed it? No, I can tell you a funny story about that. I I knew it was one of four things, and Parkinson was probably the most likely uh, because it hit one side of my body, and that's a, a classic example of it's on the left side and it's not all the whole body. And so when I went to the movement specialist before the hour was over, he said, you have Parkinson's. He said, he asked me, what do you think it is? And I said, I think it's Parkinson's. And he said, do you want to split the fee? <laughs> <laughs> I was at, okay, I have to ask, are, are you, because of your nature and because of your professional background, are you a difficult patient? I'm a demanding patient. So that's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably. probably. Uh, I know uh, and I challenge, um, like, uh, car, I just recently switched medications, and but yet I was having some trouble with vertigo, vertigo. and so I blamed it on the medication. And the, our, my neurologist and I had a discussion about whether it was the medication or not. You'll probably have to cut this, but I said, "Oh, I'm definitely leaving this in." I said, uh, "If it's not the medication, why is it only in the middle of the day? It's worse than at night in the morning, and the medications all day long." He said, "That's the time you're the most active." So he had to explain to me why why things work. So yes, I'm probably. But they say to be an ad like that's how you are a good patient. They say to be an mm-hmm. advocate. You're not supposed to just be passive. The more active you are in something like this or a situation like this, the better off you are. Absolutely. You know, the people that can control the disease the most are people that are prepared before they see their their doctor. They keep a diary of how when do your symptoms occur? How is the medication helping or not helping? 
uh, it's very common that you start with medication and have to change the medication because you build up a tolerance to it. Mm. Then you start a new medication, and then you start a new one and a new dosage. And it's very difficult to keep track of if you don't keep a diary of what's happening. And you're much more uh, uh, helpful with your physician to be able to help you. What what do you experience through this disease right now? Is there something that that <laughs> troubles you? Because I'd also like to talk about the medications because we were we talked a little bit off mic about this, and I think that it would just help people who are listening that either have it or think they might have it or have a family member just kind of figure out what you deal with day to day. Because I would never know that there was anything wrong with you from the moment we met for the conversation that we already had that you hung around for. Now here, there's not anything to me that is a giveaway that you're dealing with any kind of ailment. So what do you have to deal with on a, on a, on a daily basis having Parkinson's? I think um, trying to keep a positive attitude, keeping uh, stimulated intellectually, and doing the exercises and managing the medications. Um, and I'll, I'll start with um, keeping stimulated mentally. You sometimes have mental lapses where... You can't find the word you want to say. Uh, you don't know when it's going to happen, but uh, and then you get so frustrated with yourself. So I intentionally do uh, games to keep my mind busy and active. Um, the medications, I take medication five times a day, and they have to be five hours apart. So I have to have a, a tool on my iPhone that says it, it sends a reminder to me it's time to take your medication. Now, uh, it can be complex by taking medication and have other problems, like I have allergies. And you can't use a, a allergy medication when you have Parkinson's medication at the same time, so you have to look at side effects. So the medication is one of the most difficult things to manage with Parkinson's. Uh, um, I started out on amantadine, and it lasted eight months, and I had to switch to a new medication. But we had to wean me off the first medication and start the next medication, and took seven weeks to get the dosage right. Uh, a lot of uh, patients involved with this. Right, and so it's real difficult to keep track of medication. Are you happy with the medications that you're on? We talked about uh, this in the previous segment with uh, board president, Dr. Chad Swank, that sometimes the cure is almost worse than the disease. So figuring out what pills and what cocktail works good for you is, is going to be maybe one of the most important things you do for your health. Do you like where you're at with your meds? Because you're, you're taking a lot of stuff. I... I don't like to have to take medications as much as I do. I don't have. I don't like having to worry about the medication interacting with something else, oh, and um, whether it's a vitamin, whether it's uh, allergy medicine, or anything else. Um, Parkinson in itself is hard to get used to tremors, but. The fear has gone from the trimmers to more the medication. Uh, so it could be that the medication is not as easy to deal with. Routine. Routine was one of the things that I did want mm -hmm. to get in. It seems like having a very established routine and schedule is it's not even an option for people with Parkinson's. You have to do this Absolutely. if you want to be healthy and happy. Absolutely. 
So I start my first medication at 7. I start my next one at 8. And I start my next one at noon. And I start the next one at 4. Then I have one at uh, 8 o'clock and then one at 10.30. So that is a day for me of when I need to take medication. Now, meanwhile, you're living your life. So you're having to make sure you carry it in your pocket or carry it with you, and you're doing things on time. You seem like you are a very scheduled person. I am probably invented structure and schedule. (laughs) (laughs) So this actually maybe was a good fit simply because you, I mean, you know, you're, you seem like you're a down to the second kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably have to be. So, well, and and obviously you do, but it helps. Yeah. Yeah. And I see people that struggle with that. Uh, They, uh, they kind of wait too long before they take their medication and they're already... Does it make you nervous when you know people are doing that? Yeah. And so I ask them, did you take your medication? And I'll go get you some water. Please take your medicine yeah, yes. for me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I've done that many times. All right. Let's talk about the the programs that DAPS offer. This okay. is one of the things that seems to be one of the things that you really like about yeah. this organization. You said that you're going to a lot of classes. Are you going to classes that only are for you? Or are you now just sitting in on classes just to see how they're running and, and seeing what they could use to improve or how they're running I or working? I participate in all the classes, I, no matter what they are. And I'll, I'll tell you, the first one on Tuesdays, I go to a dance class. And the reason the dance class is good is because you have to do flexible movement, stretching, but also they have you do memory exercises. You have to remember what the dance steps are. So you're really addressing both your movement and your memory at the same time. And then everybody introduces themselves in the class and they have to do a, a separate dance movement. <laughs> so I'm Joe, here's uh, Wait, I'm a memory a, game. Yeah, so it's uh, a, a, a really good uh, stressing uh, all the different functions and impact. There's a class I have on Thursdays that has people with the walkers and wheelchairs, and we do balloon badminton. To uh, And you actually play badminton with the balloon with your dominant arm first. Mm. And then uh, it's a lot of getting hit with the balloons with the dominant arms, and then we switch to forcing you to play badminton with your, your less dominant arm. And they, it slows down considerably, <laughs> but it teaches you to use uh, both parts of your body. Uh, and then I have an exercise class that's more stretching and balance. You stand on one leg and focus on something on the wall so that you can uh, build up your stamina and balance. This group has a lot of really slick exercises, like the dance class you were talking mm-hmm. about. It not only works you out physically, but also mentally. You're addressing Absolutely. both issues that you're going to have if you have Parkinson's. When you have a disease like this and you're doing these kind of exercises, do you feel – when I get done with an exercise, I am calmer, but it's mostly a muscle endeavor. My body is sore. Does your brain – feel tired after a workout? Do you feel like you're exercising your brain as much as you are your body, and do you feel that? I feel more energetic uh, with the exercise because it stimulated me. Um, If I don't go to classes uh, for any reason, uh, I feel very tired. Uh, So the classes do just the opposite. You feel more energetic. 
feel more sharper. stimulated. You feel brighter. Uh, yeah. Is this something that you notice with, with the people that are there, and is, yeah. it, oh, is yeah. it sort of addictive? I think it is, and and we laugh at each other and uh, have a good a good time, and uh, everybody has more stimulation. It yeah. seems to, to have almost like a a, a club mentality yeah, you, you talk is. i mean you kind of light up when you talk about the people that you're going to these classes with and the jokes that you guys have and and just the rapport right. um is, is that something that you that you think maybe keeps people coming because yeah. everyone has that time when they don't want to go to the gym um but if you're gonna go hang out with friends it makes it a little easier i actually talked to um, one of the instructors about attendance and the attendance is much higher with uh, Parkinson's classes than any other class she has because people look forward to seeing their friends and the other people that they've developed a relationship. And we watch out for each other. There are some days when somebody will fall, uh, and so we help get them up and help them get back on, on their feet and, and doing exercises. There's times when uh, some people can walk better backwards than they can forward, uh, and uh, there's different things that you that you notice, and you're always there to help each other, and you can tell when somebody's uh, a little depressed, and you can pick them up, uh, pick up on it, and help do you, them out. Do you participate in the more emotional aspects of the organization as well as the physical? Because I know you you play basketball, you're in the dance class, you're, you're doing a lot of the physical stuff, and you get the, the mental stimulation, but there is also the therapy groups. So are, do those speak as much to you as the other things? I've only uh, helped with the early on, recently diagnosed Parkinson's um, uh, patients because uh, I haven't experienced the further stages of Parkinson's so the caregiving I probably don't have as much to offer but people that are just early onset Parkinson's uh, I talked to about my experiences what happened what do what do you need to give those people that have just um, found out what do they need because I don't feel that anybody would be able to give advice or understand what is happening unless you've been through it yourself yeah. Actually, what I do a couple of things. One is uh, there's a small little book that's uh, from the National Parkinson Foundation that we give, and it says what you should know about Parkinson's, and it tells you what the symptoms are and what to expect, and it's also how to tell your family and to give to your family members. Uh, and when I first had Parkinson's, I actually bought um, a, a DAPS membership for each of my brothers and sisters. So they get the newsletter about Parkinson's, and instead of getting a present every year, they get their newsletter now. And believe it or not, they like having that because they learn about it. So I tell um, new people that have Parkinson's that share the information with your family and tell them what you're doing and how you're keeping track of things. And then we have a Jeopardy game on Parkinson's, so you can learn about Parkinson's and uh, what the symptoms are, how to be prepared to talk to the doctor, and what you can expect from medications. And the main thing is uh, with getting involved with the classes, you can go to different classes and find what suits you best uh, and, and make yourself feel like you're trying to control the disease instead of the disease controlling you. Do you feel that DAPS is good at making people understand that that's the true path to happiness? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. I think the Move, Laugh, Connect uh, program, Move is exercising, 
laughing is trying to keep that positive attitude. We always have a joke or something going on. Connecting is, is there anything on your mind you want to ask other people or and so forth? So you're really treating it from a holistic point of view. You seem to have a very, very good sense of humor about this. You're, you're pretty jokey about a very serious subject. Was that something that you developed on your own as, as a way to kind of just live a happier life, or is this something that you maybe learned from somebody at DAPS? Well, I'm not funny. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I think I learned it along the way uh, that, for one thing, too, we were trying to sign a picture of the whole class, and everybody has their uh, signature go downhill because that's one of the signs of symptoms. It took us three months to sign where we didn't sign on top of each other. <laughs> and... We had to laugh about it. Uh, but uh, there's things that, at the same time you're laughing about that, you're sharing it's a symptom, but we all have it. Right. And uh, and so uh, we can laugh about it. You seem to have taken something that a lot of people would see only as a negative and really pushed your life into a very positive direction. You said that you're more empathetic, you're more caring, you have a better sense of humor, you're even more scheduled than you already were. You're helping other people constantly, even though you need to do things for yourself. Has this actually put you into a better position as a human being? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm an, a better person now and making more contributions than I was before this disease. Not that I'm saying go out and get it, but uh, it's uh, it's brought another side of me uh, that I didn't realize was there, and it's kind of made me feel that purpose in life. Maybe this was meant to be. You've got some events coming up. Uh, on April 9th, you're doing your big 40th anniversary party. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be at Park City's United Methodist Church. Uh, on May 14th, the Kenneth Cooper Achievement Award is going to be given out to a very special individual. That's a, a Lifetime Achievement Award. You guys have a lot of really cool things coming up, and I would love to continue talking. Unfortunately, we're up against it. I mentioned before you even came on that you and I were going to easily be able to talk for an hour, right. so maybe you should come back and we can continue our conversation and see how you're doing. It's a phenomenal organization and uh, excellent conversation. I really appreciate you coming in and being so honest and uh, and just telling your story. I really do. Joe Klein is the vice president of the Dallas Area Parkinsonism Society. Their website, daps.us, or you can reach them by phone at 972-620-7600. I really had a good time talking to you, and you're so a lot did. funnier than you give yourself credit for. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.